So in this video, I'm going to be talking about some of the tips that you can use for presenting better on rounds. I think that for a lot of people, especially starting off, it's very difficult to give presentations because it's so different from what you're used to on the day to day. And so I think that it's all about adapting and being able to uh, learn a little different of a skill set because presentations are a skill that some people have and some people aren't as great at. I myself was one that wasn't the best at presentations, and I think that the, these tips definitely helped me over the years. So I think that the first tip that I can think of is practicing. I think that the one thing to take away out of all of this is that these presentations that you're giving are like presentations that you would give in high school or in college where you are preparing for these very early on and you're preparing multiple times that you're saying the same thing over and over again. And I think that this is not much different. I think that some people can practice maybe only once or even zero times and be able to say exactly what's on their mind in a very intelligent manner. But I think that other people may not be able to. So I think that this is definitely something that you should practice and you shouldn't be afraid to practice multiple times. So the day before, in the shower, on the drive to work, practice what you're going to say. And you don't have to practice exactly what word for word what you're going to say, but just think about what are the major concepts that you want to talk about and that you want to put across as being important in your presentation. And the other thing is that a lot of people worry that, oh, well, I'm going to be presenting the next morning, so I have to present or practice presenting when I'm pre-rounding or when I'm um, in morning report or something like that. But I guess the thing to take away is that a lot of things don't change overnight. I mean, sometimes they do, and definitely you're going to record those in your events and you're going to report those, but a lot of the bulk of your information isn't going to change all that much. Your plan isn't going to change all that much. A lot of the, the physical, the history, not much is going to change, especially if it's a new patient. Hopefully not too much changes. And especially if you're a med student, they're not going to give you a patient that's going to have some dramatic differences from night to night. Uh, so I definitely think that practicing the night before is really good because not much will change and pretty much your presentation will be pretty fluid the next day. I think that the next thing is that no one will know whether or not you spent two minutes or two hours preparing for your presentation. So you could sound so intelligent and in reality you had rehearsed this 15 times, but no one will ever know that. And also no one will know if you have the excuse that, well, I didn't have time to prepare last night. So practice as much as you can, prepare as much as you can so that people will just think that's your baseline of, of intelligence and really what you start off as is what they'll essentially remember you by. They'll have this vision in their head of what type of presenter you are and first impressions matter tremendously. The next thing that I think is pretty important is being organized. I think that whatever system that you utilize, you have to stick with it. But I do think that there's a specific script and everybody knows that script, but sometimes people don't follow that script, especially early on. And as an attending or even the other residents on the team, they want to know that script. They want to hear the information in a specific order. And you all know what the order is, but sometimes it can be altered a little bit, especially when you're nervous or when you're doing it for the first time. So I think that definitely sticking to the script as much as possible and problem listing, no matter how simple something may be, breaking things down into problems is going to make it be much more easy to follow than if you're just jumping from one issue to another issue to another issue and kind of blending a lot of these different problems together. So I think that being organized is extremely important. However you do that, 
you go with that and you stick with that. You can use a template. You can use things like the H&P notebook that we have. You can use whatever system that works for you. But whatever that is, you stick with it, but you stay pretty regimented to, to that script, especially early on. I think that as you get more experience and as you move on in the years, and especially if you watch your interns, they, they won't necessarily follow that script to the T. But I think that definitely starting off early on in your third year and even potentially in your fourth year as well, you, you have to be organized and, and stay to some type of script. I think one of the other things that's important to know, and this is more for, I think, a personal reason, is being able to know what your attending preference are early on. And also just getting some feedback from them pretty early on is important. I think that one of the things that, and this is just an example, I think there's many other things. One thing is, you know, certain attendings have certain phrases or certain sentences or words that they don't want you to say or ways that they want you to present. They want you to present in a very specific way. So catch on to those early on, ask the attending, ask other people. I think some people have reputation, some attendings have a reputation for being very specific. So just know what those are so you don't get interrupted. I think another thing that always tripped me up personally is that, when do you present when you have presentations that are the next day and you you saw them in the ED and then things happened overnight, things happened the next day even, and you're not presenting for a while. So where do you put in the ED visit? When do you put the overnight events? When do you put the labs that happened in the ED? You know, things that may seem very simple and not really make much of a deal, but um, for a lot of these attendees, they want the information in a very specific order. Some people want the ED labs um, within the original history. Some people want it before the assessment and plan with the other labs. It all depends, but I think that it really doesn't matter. I think what's important is that you want to remove the possibility that you're going to be interrupted. I think that's the most important part is that all these things really don't matter in the grand scheme of things. They, they really don't matter and they're all attending specific and attending preferences. But I think the last thing you want is you start giving your presentation and you get interrupted and you get thrown off and then things just don't pan out how you want them to be. So I think that the less times you get interrupted, and I think you always will be interrupted, but I think that definitely less amount of times that you can be interrupted is always the better and it'll make you be more confident because I definitely think that for me personally, every time I got interrupted, it kind of just threw me off a little bit. It made me a little bit less confident, threw me off. I wasn't as fluid after that. So I think that this point that I want to make is really just try to remove those uncertainties as much as possible. And these are very simple things, things that really don't matter. I mean, a lot of attendings will say, I have no preferences. I don't care. And that's perfect. But I mean, there's some that do. And I think that that's important to know. This next tip goes pretty similar to kind of the other things that I've been talking about is getting feedback as early on as you can get. Everybody has their own preferences. So you may have done something well with another attending, with another team of residents or interns that they really liked, but then the next team doesn't really like that. And so I think that because you're constantly changing and the teams are constantly changing, that you have to get feedback, not just early on in the rotation, but also early on with each team because you want to show that you're flexible. You want to show that you're adaptable. And the only way to do that is really get a sense from other people. I think that interns are always your friends. I think there's some situations when you may be a little bit 
more apprehensive to to get their opinion, especially when your evaluations are all weighted equally between intern, resident, and tenure. I think for the most part, the intern typically has the lowest say on the team than the other ones. So I think that definitely, if you're going to ask somebody in the chain of command for feedback, and you shouldn't be afraid to ask anybody, I think that that for sure is something that you should take away, is that you should never be afraid to ask for feedback because you, you deserve it. It's something that you want to be a better presenter. You want to be a better medical student, whatever it is, I think you definitely should get feedback. But I think there's times when you want to, or when you may feel a little bit more apprehensive to ask about a certain thing before your presentation or try to get advice on a certain thing. And I think definitely try as much as possible to ask the interns. I think they're your friends. They're, they're people that can relate to you because they're uh, the closest age to you and know exactly what you're going through and, and kind of how you're thinking. So I think that that's important, but definitely you should never feel uncomfortable to get feedback from anybody on your team because I think that's something you definitely do deserve. I think this next tip is really important in no matter anything that you do is confidence. I think that it's important to be confident, not overconfident, cocky during your presentations. Or And I can't imagine how you could be um, cocky during a presentation, but this is just going on in the way that you present yourself throughout your entire medical school careers. You know, be confident. I think that it's important to put your nickel down, even if you may be wrong. I think that a lot of times these attendings, they take everything that you say as that's going to be what we're doing. They just want to hear how you think. Oftentimes you may say something, and this is most of the times, you may say something, you may have a certain plan, and they have their own plan. They have exactly what they want, and they know exactly what they want to do, and they'll make sure you know that. But I think that they still want to hear, and it may seem like, oh, dude, no one cares about what I have to say. And that's not true. I think they really want to know how you think. They want to know how you approach these problems. Uh, but at the end of the day, they're the ones with the most experience. They're the ones who are going to be putting their name down. And so they're going to be going with whatever plan they think is best. But I think that they still want to hear how you think. They want to hear your thought process because ultimately your grade and your knowledge is depicted by your presentations, unfortunately. I know there's shelves and those can vary to a degree of how much they're worth, but ultimately in your evaluations, you're not doing all that much except for giving a presentation, especially on certain rotations. Like on internal medicine, I'm thinking, for example, is you're really just giving presentations and that's how they determine your knowledge. And they may ask you a few questions here and there, but a lot of times, at least what I found is that these these pimping questions, they, they really just want to, they want to teach you. They want to be able to figure out what you do and don't know. And it's important for them to, that you do know some of those questions, but a lot of times they're just asking you these questions because they want to teach you something and they, they think it's interesting and think it's relevant. And um, I think that it's important though that when you give your presentation, that's ultimately, unfortunately, that's ultimately where most of their determining factors of how much you know come from. So I think that definitely as a third year, your presentations show how much you know. And as an intern, these presentations aren't necessarily the best example. Sometimes these presentations are just telling more like to-do lists. What have we done? What will we do? And so I wouldn't, based off of your presentations, based off of how the interns do, because sometimes the interns give great presentations. Sometimes they give really rough presentations, things that just get the job done. And it's really just meant for because we're, we need to be efficient. And that's not necessarily how you should be, but be confident in, in your presentations because this is really how you're being graded.
And I think that the next one is to really be flexible. I think that this goes for anything, not just presentations. This goes for literally anything that you're doing. Every attending has their own preferences. Everybody has something that they think is the correct way to do something. So be as flexible as you can. Each rotation has a very different style of presentation and also just the way that you approach every single aspect. Everybody has their own nuance. Every attending has their own specific things that they like. But also between specialties, you take internal medicine, for example, versus a surgery rotation, you're going to give a very, very different presentation. Internal medicine doctors want to know how you think. They want to know what's on your mind. They want to know how you came to this conclusion. What was your logic? The surgeons don't really want to know that much. They want to know at least a little bit. If it's kind of a very far-fetched idea, they want to know how you got to there. But for the most part, they want to know the information. They want to know the information as quickly and as efficiently as possible. And if you're wasting time and you're going off on tangents and things like that, they're not going to like that. And so if anything, that's going to hurt you. So got to be flexible, got to adapt and be able to change the way you do things. And that really goes back to feedback. I think that attendings really like to see when, even if you may not be the best at something early on, if you ask for feedback and they gave you suggestions, you didn't just ignore those. You took those at heart and you tried to fix something about yourself. I think they really appreciate that. And next, really just being useful. I think that this goes for everything in your rotation, not just the presentations. But the last thing that people want to hear is just things in your presentation that matter absolutely nothing. Um, I think that an example of that would be when you're giving your assessment and plan, and I've seen this a lot, is that a lot of people, when they're giving their assessment and plan, they make it 10 minutes because during that time, they're trying to give some type of chalk talk during that time and, and really just prolonging it. So you're trying to show how much you know by giving all this information that you researched, that you looked up. But at the end of the day, it's not that useful. It's not useful for the rest of the team because they just completely lost your entire assessment and plan. And you want to make it as close to as possible as what the intern is going to say. I know a lot of times you may give your presentation and then immediately after they'll turn to the resident and then they'll give their own presentation and you'll feel like, oh wow, what am I doing that's even useful? It's, it's absolutely nothing that's going to actually affect patient care. So I think that making your presentation as relevant as possible, trying to not make them very long, but still enough information so that they hear your logic and everything that you put in your presentation should have a purpose. You should have something that is relevant and you should have something that really you've asked yourself, people would want to know this for a specific reason. You're telling a story ultimately, and every piece of the story has to be important. And back to the half sheets and giving your chalk talks, I think you want to give presentations that are relevant, not just things that are cool that you found on the internet that you think that people might be saying, oh, wow, you want to give a presentation on something that people would like, but also you want to give it at the right time. So before rounds start, going up to your resident and say, hey, I have this presentation that I want to give. I prepared it for you guys. Tell me when the best time would be to give this. And don't just start spitting it off during your assessment plan, because I've seen that far too many times. Um, and it's not all that useful. It's not that good use of time, especially when everybody's busy. And I think last, and this goes back to confidence as well, just know what you're saying. Everything that you're saying uh, should be really you have to back it up. So if you, you say a certain drug, you say a certain regimen, or you say some type of uh, disease, you better know exactly what that is, and you need to know everything about it. 
and know the patient's history exactly like your own. This includes not just how they came in and what they presented, but all their past hospitalizations, at least the most recent ones, all their past medical history, all their family history. It shouldn't be something that you're looking up. I think that's one thing that's very important that you can give the facade like you know more than you actually do is if they ask the intern, oh yeah, what medication are they on? What is their dosing? Or what is their family history like? Or what what other disease that you have? And you can just rattle them off like the back of your hand. You can just list them all because the intern has so many different patients. It's hard for them to keep track of everybody. But as a third year medical student, I think only maybe one, two, three patients, a lot easier for you to remember those details. And it shows that you really care. It shows that you cared about the patient, that you took the time to memorize their information. So know your stuff, know their labs, know everything that you're talking about, and even know things that happened prior in the hospitalization. Because I think that those are very easy to miss as an intern. But I think that these are definitely probably the biggest tips that you can utilize to, to just stay afloat and try to do as best as you can. Be sure to check out our website, medicalbasics.com, for more educational resources like our H&P Notebook. And don't forget to follow us here or on YouTube for more tips and lessons.